Shalom to all. Today is Afazimah Daf Lamed, and we are starting Chavtes Amud Beis, three lines up from the bottom at the two dots. Now the Mishnah had said Zaklal Hayav Mikdash. It taught us a rule that if one moves his bowels, he must immerse in a mikvah before doing the avoda. Whereas if one urinates, then he only needs Kiddush Yadayim Raglayim, washing of the hands and feet from the kiyur, and then he could go do the avoda. And the Gemara analyzes this. Bishleim Raglayim. We understand he should have to wash his feet Mishum Nitzaytes because there are droplets of urine that would fall on his feet, and he has to wash those off. El Yadayim My Taima. Why does he have to wash his hands? I'm Rabbi Abba Zaysemeris Lamed Amar Alf on the top and Mitzvah. There's a mitzvah to wipe his feet from the urine that's on it, which means he has to take his hand and he has to wipe his feet from the droplets. And Misayeya Leila Rabbiami, this is a proof to Rabbiami. The Am Rabbiami, Asrul Adam Shiatamini Tysis Shalgabi Raglov. It's also for a person to go out with the droplets on his feet. Mipnesha near Kakros Shafcha, because he looks like a Kros Shafcha, Umaiti Lazal Banam Shahim Mamzerim. And then there's going to be people speaking that his kids are Mamzerim. If one sees that he has drops of urine on his feet, they might think he's a Kros Shafcha. He has a cut member, and therefore his urine doesn't flow in his stream. It just drips out. They're going to start saying, that he didn't really father his children and the real Imam Zerim because a Khrushchevcha can't have kids. That's why he has to wipe his feet and then he has to wash his hands afterwards. And another bathroom related halacha, Amra Papa, he says, Tsayabim Kaima, Asr Kriyashma. If a person has Tsaya, excrement in its place, meaning right where it comes out of its body, he's not to say Kriyashma. So we analyze this. Hey, dummy, what are we talking about? Idiniris, if it's visible on his body, Pshita, of course he's not allowed to read Kriyashma. What's the Kiddush? And Idulainiris, if it's not visible on his body, Lainiris wasn't given to angels. How could the person possibly know that he has excrement there? If he can't see it, so the Gemara answers Loi Tzricha the Yeshiv Nears. It's talking about when he sits down, he's able to see it. I'm in Vein Nears. When he stands, he can't see it. It's covered over by his flesh. So we ask Umayish Dami Tzayal Basari. Why is this any different than having excrement on his flesh itself? The Itmar we have a member. Tzayal Basari. If he has excrement on his flesh, let's say it's on his arm, it's covered over by his garment, but it's still there. I show Yad Vebesakise, or his hands are inside the Besakise. Rav Hun Amar he says Motelikros Kriyashma. A person's allowed to say Kriyashma. Rav Chizda Amar also Likros Kriyashma. A person's not to say Kriyashma. Now this is a question from both Rav Huna and Rav Chizda on Rav Papa, because according to both of them, if this person has it in a place where it's not visible at all, it's covered over by his actual skin, he should be allowed to say Kriyashma. So the Gemara answers, Bim Kaima, when it's in its place, right where it comes out of the body, Nafesh Zuama, so its foulness is very strong, meaning it still has a smell, and therefore it's also to say Kriyashma, even though it's not visible necessarily. Shalai Bim Kaima, however, if it's not in its place, let's say it's on his skin, it's covered over by his garment, but it's still on his skin, so its foulness isn't strong, and therefore there would be a possibility of him saying Kriyashma. And another related halacha, Tan Rabbanan, halacha basuda. The following halacha is relative to a suda. Adam Mayim, a person leaves the suda to go urinate. Netal Yodeachas, he washes his one hand that he used to rub the droplets of urine, Vinichnas, and then he goes back into the suda. But Dibram Chaveru, let's say he was talking to his friend, Vihiflik, and he spent a long time schmoozing with his friend outside the suda. Netal Shteyad Vinichnas, he has to wash both of his hands and go back into the suda. Why? That's because he had Hesachadas, he wasn't focusing on whether or not his hands touched something that were tummy, therefore he has to rewash his hands before he goes back into the but when he's washing his hands, he shouldn't wash them outside the Suda and then come back in because people are going to suspect that he didn't rewash his hands. He should go inside the Suda, sit in his place, then wash his hands, and then give the pitcher or the jug that he used to wash his hands, give it to all the Archim, meaning he gives it to the waiter, the waiter or the attendant passes it around asking other people, do you need to wash your hands? And the people are going to realize that this person came back in and he washed his hands. And Amar Chizdi says, This was only said if the person's re-entering the Suda and he's just going to sit there drinking. After their Sudas, they used to sit for a long time just drinking. The reason why he has to show everyone that he's washing his hands is because he doesn't want them to suspect him. The reason why he actually has to rewash them is because even though they're not really eating right now, they're just drinking, he might accidentally take a piece of bread, put it in his mouth, so therefore he has to rewash. However, if he's coming back into the Suda and he's going to continue eating, he's allowed to even wash his hands outside of the room and then come back in. They may 
made the idea that Nino Daite, everyone knows that he's very delicate or finicky, which means no one's going to continue eating from a Suda without washing their hands, so he's even allowed to wash outside the Suda, no one's going to suspect him. And Rav Nachman Yitzchak, he says, Ba'ana and I, a few lishtais nami, even me, when I'm just coming back in to drink, made the Yadi Danina Datai, everyone knows that I'm very finicky, so therefore I'm allowed to wash outside the Suda and then come back in. I don't have to show everyone that I washed. Everyone knows that I washed my hands even though I'm coming in just for drinking. And the Mishnah continues, Ein adam la A person, meaning a kain, is not allowed to go into the Azar in order to do Avaida, afilu tahar, even if he's tahar, ad shiitbal, until he goes to the mikvah. There were five immersions and ten washing of hands and feet that the Kain Gadol immersed and washed on that day, meaning on Yom Kippur. And and all of them were in the mikvah, which was on top of the base of Parva, which was on the southern wall, and they were called Bakaydesh because that mikvah was in the Kaddish part of the base of Mikdash. Except for this one, the first immersion of the day, that was done outside the base of Mikdash because he still wasn't Tahar yet. And they spread out a linen sheet in between him and the nation. And we're going to talk about this in the Gemara. And the Gemara says, Shaul was Ben Zayma. They asked Ben Zayma, Tevila zu lama. Why is it that the Kayan has to immerse before he starts doing Avaidin Beis Mikdash? Amalami told him, Just like someone who changes from Kaidash to Kaidash, and from a place that if this person's Tame, he's going to get cars, to another place if he's Tame, he's going to get cars. Taun Tevila, he still needs Tevila. This is referring to the Kayan Gadol Yom Kippur, the five. Five times he switched the place of the Avaida from Nazar to the Kaddish Kadashim or to the Heichol. Both of these places are Kaddish, and one is Chayv Kars for being Tommy there. Nonetheless, he still immerses every time he goes from here to there and there to here. So Hamishana Michal Kaddish, some of the changes from Chayl to Kaddish outside the base of Mikdash to inside, and from a place where a person would not be Chayv Kars if he's Tommy to a place where he would be Chayv Kars if he's Tommy. Again, that's from outside the base of Mikdash to inside the base of Mikdash. For sure, he should need Tvila. Whereas Abihuda Aimer, he argues and he says, or which means literally, the word Sarach means attached. This is an attached tevila, or what this really means is that this is a reminder tevila. When he's going to the mikvah, he reminds himself, wait one second, why am I going to the mikvah? People only go to the mikvah if they're Tomei. Am I Tomei? And if he's actually Tomei, so then he would not go into the base of Mikdash. So it's really just to remind himself whether or not he's Tomei. But there isn't actually a chiv to go to the mikvah. It's just a dirabanan. So the Gemara asks, what exactly are they arguing about? Lama would base on the top, they're arguing about whether or not there's going to be a chilul, a desecration of the avoda. Meaning, if he does the avoda without going to the mikvah, is it going to be possible? Lebenzaim, according to the benzaim, machla avoda. So there's a desecration; it's invalid. Rabbi Yehuda, loy machla avoda. It's not invalid. Ask the gemara lebenzaim, mi machil. Is it really invalid if he does the avoda without going to the mikvah? But you have a brisa. Kain gadol shloy tavo v'loy kidesh. A kain gadol that didn't go to the mikvah, he wasn't makadish his hands and feet. Bein begad lebegad in between each set of begadim on yom kippur. Bein avoda avoda in between each avoda on yom kippur. Avodasek sheira. It's still kosher. However, if a kain gadol or kain hedit didn't wash his hands and feet in the morning, his avayda is possible. But we see very clearly from this brayso that a kain gadol that failed to go to the mikvah on yom kippur, his avayda is still kosher. So Hagad ben Zayma say not so. So we have a different approach. The whole machlekes is whether or not he's going to be over nasei. Leben Zayma kai basei. According to Ben Zayma, he's over nasei. Since we learn the immersion of a regular kain before the avayda from the immersion of a kain gadol on yom kippur, and that's a chiyuv dairei. So, so therefore we see he's going to be Ivernase if he doesn't go to the mikvah before doing the Avaida. The Avaida 
is not going to be possible. He's just going to be Ivor Nase. Rabbi Yehuda, like Haibah say, according to Rabbi Yehuda, he's not going to be Ivor Nase. But now the Gemara asks another question. When we ask the Rabbi Yehuda high svara, does Rabbi Yehuda really hold to this svara that before going to the base of Mikdash, you have to go to the mikvah? But time you have a brisa. Metzayra taivul va'imid b'shar nikanar. Metzayra he has to go to the mikvah and stand by shar nikanar. Now shar nikanar was the entrance to the Ezra Yisrael, and that's where the Metzayra would stand, and he would put the behindness yadav and raglov, his thumbs and his big toes inside, and he would continue his process. So he had to go to the mikvah beforehand. Rabbi Yehuda, he says, he doesn't have to go to the mikvah because he already went to the mikvah in the evening. So here we have a question. Rabbi Huda clearly says that a mitzayra does not have to go to the mikvah before going into the base of mikdash. So the Gemara answers that. Who could the tiny time? But that Bryce itself gave the reason. The mitzayra already went to the mikvah the evening prior, and that's why he doesn't have to re-immerse the day that he's continuing his tahara process. Rabbi Huda does hold that he has to go to the mikvah before going into the base of mikdash if he hadn't done prior. And now the Gemara asks on the questioner, Udakari law, my kari law. The word kari literally means involved, meaning why did this questioner involve himself in asking this question if it's so clear from this brisa that there's no question on the previous statement of Rabbi Yehuda? The Gemara answers, He wanted to bring a third brisa and ask a question from that third brisa on the second brisa. What's that question? The brisa says as follows, There's a lishka in the Ezra's Nashim called lishkas HaMetzorayim. Why is it called that? Where's Rabbi Yehuda? He says, We're not just talking about Metzorayim. We're talking about even every person. But we see very clearly from this third brisa that a Mitzayra does have to go to the mikvah before continuing his tahara process. However, in the previous brisa, we said that he does not have to go to the mikvah before continuing his tahara process. The Gemara answers, it's not a problem. The second brisa is talking about where he went to the mikvah the night before. So he doesn't have to go to the mikvah in the day when he's continuing his process. The third brisa is talking about where he didn't go to the mikvah the night before. The Gemara asks, If he didn't go to the mikvah the night before, Harav Shemesh by, he would need Harav Shemesh. He's not allowed to go into the Hazara until he waits for nightfall. And we know that he doesn't have to do that. He just goes to the mikvah, and right away, he could put his hands and feet inside the Azara. So the Gemara answers, you're right. No stira. Both brises are talking where he went to the mikvah. One is where he had Hesachadas. That's the third brisa. The second brisa is talking about where he didn't have Hesachadas. Hesachadas is where he didn't pay attention. He didn't focus on whether or not he was going to a place where he wasn't allowed to go, and maybe he became Tame. So therefore, in the third brisa, he has to re-immerse in the morning, whereas in the second brisa, he didn't have Hesachadas. He knew that he didn't become Tame, so therefore he doesn't have to reimmerse. The Gemara is, if he had Hesachadas, so he should have to go through a whole seven-day tahara process where on the third day and the seventh day he gets sprinkled by the Mechatas of the Paraduma. A person had Hesachadas, and he did pay attention to whether or not he was Tame or Tahar. It's very possible that he went to a place that made him Tame Mez, and therefore he has to go through a whole seven-day tahara process. So that's what this Mitzayra should have to do. So the Gemara answer is no. Both Bryce's are talking where he didn't have Hesachadas. There's no problem. The second Bryce is talking where he immersed the night prior with intent that he was going to use that tevila to go into the base of Mekdash. Whereas the third Bryce is saying he didn't have that intent and that's why he is to re-immerse the next day. Or if Ibai say, alternatively, we could give an answer. To me, let's teach that this third Bryce was being taught by Rabbi Huda. Not that Rabbi Huda was talking about Mitzrayim that they have to go back to the Mikvah if they went the night prior. It means any man that wants to go into the base of Mekdash, he would have to go to the mikvah, but not specifically talking about a matzayra. Ravina Amar, Rabbi Yehuda Ladevrem Ravina says that really Rabbi Yehuda was just saying his comment, and he was trying to address the rabbanon. Lady D, according to me, says Rabbi Yehuda, matzayra and tzarchtvila. A matzayra doesn't need to reimmerse if he already went the night before. Lady Dchu, but according to you, I do easy mias. However, you should agree to me at least. Now over here, it's an interesting way of saying the statement. Usually, the Gemara says I do mias. Over here, the Gemara adds in this word easy, which really means at least. So at least agree to me, says Rabbi Yehuda to the rabbanon. 
that's not just a Mitzrayer that would have to go to the mikvah. Any person that goes into the base of Mikdash would have to immerse himself before going in. For Rabbanan, they would respond, A Mitzrayer, he's accustomed to his Toma. He's been Tommy for quite some time. He's touching everything that's Tommy. So even though he went to the mikvah the night prior, it's very possible that he didn't pay attention and he touched something that was Tommy, and that's why he would have to re-immerse the day that he finishes Tara. However, call Adam, a regular person, he's not accustomed to touching things that are Tameh, and if he knows that he's Tahar, he does not have to go to the mikvah before going into the base of Mikdash. And now, let's say they're Abana, they're arguing with Rabbi Yehuda, and they had said that a Mitzayah has to re-immerse himself before he goes into the base of Mikdash. He holds like Ben Zayma that tells us that this immersion before going to the base of Mikdash is actually Chiv Dairaisa, and the only reason why the whole Machlech is between Rabbi Yehuda and the Chachamim is about Mitzayah, it's just like to tell you how strong Rabbi Huda's opinion is that he's makel when it comes to Mitzayra. Or perhaps asks Abai, Shani Mitzayra to Daish Batoma. The Mitzayra specifically is what they're arguing about because he's Daish Batoma, he's accustomed to his Toma. But a regular person would not have to immerse before going to the base of Mikdash if he knows that he's Tahar. So Amrulay, Rav Yosef responded, Shani Mitzayra to Daish Batoma. A Mitzayra is different because he's accustomed to his Toma, and that's what their Machlaikas was. And another conversation between Abai and Rav Yosef, Amrulay Abai and Rav Yosef, Rabbi Huda de Amr, Serach Tavila Hizu, a Quant Rabbi Huda that had said that the reason why the Kain has to immerse himself before going into the base of Mikdash and doing Avaida is just a reminder to Vila to remind himself whether or not he's Tameh. Lamed Aleph, Lamed Aleph on the top. Chaytzitzo yene chaytzitz. Do we have an issue of chaytzitzo here or not? We know that usually when a person is chayv to go to the mikvah dairaiso, so he's not allowed to have chaytzitzo. He's not allowed to have anything on his flesh that's going to prevent the water from getting to his flesh. That's called a chaytzitzo. So does he have an issue of chaytzitzo over here or not? Amar Lei. So Rav Yosef responded. Call the tikkun rabbanon kain dairaiso tikkun. Anything the chum established, it's like a dairaiso. So even though they established it, it's a rabbanon. It's just a reminder. So he should remind himself whether or not he's Tameh. At the end of the day, he has to go to the mikvah as if he's doing so for a dairaisa, and therefore he has to make sure he doesn't have any chatzitzas. And one more conversation, Amalei Abayel Rav Yosef, Abayas Rav Yosef, What about if a kain wants to go only partially into the base of Mikdash? He wants to put his hand into the Azara to tap his friend on the shoulder. Is that an issue to do without going to the mikvah, or would he have to go to the mikvah even before doing that? Amalei, he responded, The thumbs of the Mitzayur, that proves, that's considered a partial bia. the person's only putting his thumbs inside Vitanya, and the Brisa tells us, that in Mitzray, he has to go to the mikvah, and then he stands a Shar Nikner and puts his thumbs inside. So we clearly see that Biyabimiktas, even only partially going inside the Hazar, it still needs to have a Tevila before it. Or we can continue talking about this Tevila tomorrow. For now, everyone should have a wonderful day.